Hi, I'm Jenny Copeland. And I'm Vice And we're co-authors of Drive Through Success, Three Simple Steps to Creating a Life of Happiness and Fulfillment. Welcome to our podcast. Join Jenny, Vary, and their groupie Gary, that's me, here every week whilst we discuss the secrets of success and cover the values, principles, and concepts in the Drive Through Success book. Remember that the best way for you to get maximum value from the podcast and to go on your own Secrets of Success journey is to buy the Drive Through Success book. It's available on Amazon, on Kindle, and you can even get your own signed copy direct from our website, drive-throughsuccess.com. Remember that the through is spelled T-H-R-U. The weekly podcast episodes are also available on the website and on iTunes. Okay, welcome everybody to this week's podcast. I'm Gary Holton. I'm here with Jenny and Barry. Good evening, ladies. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and this week we are discussing when I am being challenged, I must ask myself, what do I need to learn? And I thought I'd kick it off by asking you what you think about something that Jim Rohn um, used to say and something that stuck with me for a long while, which is, don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. I've, that's always stuck with me. Um, cause that, you know, the whole thing about what do I need to learn? I, I, I always sort of envision that as what do I need to learn to be better at what I'm going to do or I am doing. So I, I just wonder what your thoughts were on that. And I'm glad you've answered so quickly. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm processing, <laughs> I'm processing the quote, Gary. And, um, and I, I just think for the benefit of the people listening to this, uh, and to add a bit of reality and humour, um, just so the listeners know, we've been working together for a couple of hours, uh, working through a list of uh, activities um, in the, the marketing and other things that we do. And I have to say, um, this chapter couldn't have come at a better time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I'm true. being challenged, what yeah. do I need to learn? Yeah. So so the Jim Rohn quote, which is, um, don't wish it was easier, wish you were better, I think is perfect because many of the conversations we've just had, I think, are around uh, working through details about systems and organisations and processes that we need to understand and be able to utilise when our level of knowledge and understanding about some of these things is so, is it such a low level? Absolutely. You know, it's not, it's not, once we learn this and we've done it a couple of times, it will be easier. Yeah. Yeah. So this notion of practice um, builds confidence, and therefore life gets easier. I think it's a I think it's a really he- helpful um, concept. But I'm not sure it's what we were talking about when uh, this chapter was, or what I was talking about when this chapter was being. I'm, um, I'm really glad I asked it now. Then yeah, <laughs> but it, but it but it is good because because I think that I think it relates to the chapter. The chapter and, and the opening comments within the chapter t- really talks about how how when I'm in situations, and I guess often particularly with people, um, how when I'm in danger of demeaning that person and making them wrong for a situation that I'm in, uh, how can I, rather than put them down and criticise them and make them wrong, how can I suspend that those th- feelings and thoughts and judgment and just consider, and, and this is why it's really difficult, and just consider what what is it about this situation that's triggering me, that's firing me off, 
and probably and the, and, and I guess the psychology is is that it's probably something in myself that's being mirrored back to me from this situation or this person so it's the concept of this this chapter is about giving us an opportunity to think about how can we reflect on situations and people who in some respects give us an, an opportunity to do that very learning that your Jim, that your Jim Rohn quote is referring to. So It's funny because I, I clearly haven't reached this chapter in the book yet in my journey. Mm-hmm. Otherwise I would have known that's what oh, I meant. Oh, there's a It's another one of those chapters that speaks very... I mean, you could have just put, this is to Gary up the top of this oh, page. <laughs> so, so there you go. <laughs> I think we all feel like that. <laughs> About, about it. Uh-huh. And and this is a topic that Vari and I have talked about on some of our beach walks and, and our explorations um, because it's definitely one that is, you know, maybe it's just me, maybe there are people out there that kind of go, they get it, it's dead simple, I'm overcomplicating this. But for me, it's it, it's hard and it's, and it's hard, it's hard, and these, these sort of conversations Vari and I have, it's hard to be in a relationship with somebody and to really not va- not appreciate or value their behaviour at all, it's really hard to kind of say, hang on a second, does this mean I behave like that? Because that's really what the chapter suggests. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure that the, the deeper meaning is as simple as that. No. And it's and, and in some cases, yes, it is a behaviour trait that you see that is one that that you maybe have and that you don't particularly like. Not all the time, though, but it is definitely good to ask yourself that question and definitely to get yourself thinking about why why am I so why why am I getting so backed up about this? Why am I reacting to this other person's energy? And sometimes it can just be I feel that their energy is so strong that they are you know in such a place where they're maybe. Um, really suffering in some way themselves and the only way that they can get that out is by attacking because they feel attacked um, and that can be really difficult to manage your own energy then when somebody else is like that but it takes a lot of self-awareness to know what is them and what is you mm-hmm. um, and again it goes back to a bit like that quote the only thing that you can really manage is your own your own actions your own feelings about it and if you can take a step back and try and assess the situation assess what the other person's behavior is about a lot of the time and I think most of the time there are reasons why somebody is acting that way um, and if you are reacting to that then that's fully your responsibility so somebody you know acting in a way that is not yeah. nice for you and for other people is one thing, but your reaction to it is one thing that you are completely in control of. And when you stop reacting to somebody who is causing that kind of, you know, energy, you 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 then can see kind of fully what what is going on with them. And, yeah, I'm I'm glad you kind of I get the sense Gary wants to say something. No, it's just because that well, just because um. I, I'm well known for being quite a reactive person um, and it's the timing of those thoughts because what I find is that I'm thinking about why I was reactive, why did I why did I do this and why did that far too late and and I wonder how you you train yourself to be thinking that at the time that it's happening and not 
yeah. you know, maybe two hours down the line when it's yeah. been kind of too late to, you know. Yeah. So so we're going to talk about that actually in a couple of chapters downstream under the, the secret of life. Life is a series of choices. Mm. And I think you're right. I think the, the ability to notice in the moment that you're making a choice to behave in a certain way mm. is mm-hmm. so powerful. And we, we will talk about uh, practice... Practice the routine of not reacting but responding. Mm-hmm. And in order to respond, you need to have. Now, I think <laughs> I'm trying to remember the, who actually said the quote. So, b- between st- stimulus and response is a space, and that's where we get to choose. We get to choose our, rea- our, our response rather than our reaction. I'm trying to, if I was going to look that up now, I should know it. It's, do you know, it could be Viktor Frankl. Um, I'm think, sure it, I think it's, it is it's been said in, yeah. in many ways by many and, different people as all of these yeah. things. And I, and I think that's kind of the answer to your question is, is and, and actually... Yeah, I, you were right, Victor E. Frankl, yeah. and psychiatrist. I, 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 think the, I think the whole underpinning ethos of drive-through success is about taking personal responsibility mm. for you, yeah. for your life, for what you're creating, for what you're manifesting, and... And of course, you know, we can go really deep on this and, and and I don't want to, but you know, there are things that happen in our life. We we potentially are the wrong person in the wrong place. Yeah. Um but but taking aside illness, taking aside deformity, taking aside, you know, natural disasters and tragedies, just on a day to day basis of of work relationships, home relationships, in interacting with society. Just taking it at that level, um, not enough people are taking personal responsibility for their thoughts, their actions, their deeds, Mm -hmm. what they create around them. Um, And actually it worries me because I think we've got a generation of people coming up who, who are isolated, insulated and selfish. Mm. And that's really broad, you know. Boris is saying you just killed all of the marketing to that generation. But also, and I don't really agree. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I observe it. I must admit the selfishness of. Um, well, I, get, I guess yeah. I guess I don't have someone you know children yeah. of that generation around me. And, and I'm not maybe saying I have more of an optimistic view yeah. of things, but and I'm not saying my children are. You know, isolated, insulated, and selfish. What I'm saying is, society is fragmenting and breaking down. We're living; more and more people are living independently and disconnectedly. There are fewer people connecting in community forums, and I, you know, I'm not being religious, but you know, mm-hmm. th- there are fewer people maybe going, you know, once a week to a church mm-hmm. or to a place, mm-hmm. um, and therefore the the extrapolation of that is that we end up in it with a society that's that's self-serving. You know, first and foremost is is what can I do for me, and the notion of giving service. Now, you know, you're a good example of somebody that's clearly not got that mentality. Um, Just for the listeners, uh, Jenny was pointing at Barry. At Barry, yeah, <laughs> not, not Karen. Um, <laughs> And, and what you need to know is that Vari does actually volunteer once a week and, and give service once a week. Yeah. Her halo. I think you've people. said that before. I think I've said that before. <laughs> but um, I'm not the only one. And also, 
plenty of people that I know do do that, but it may be just be being a yoga teacher um, and knowing lots of other yoga teachers where it's part of our yoga practice is to do karma yoga and it's not and it, and it's just part of of your spiritual practice and mm. I, I think in other religions it's the same but i think maybe it depends you know my my perspective could be different from yours because of the people that i daily associate with and that's maybe why i think i don't see it as much that way and i do think there are still loads of people out there who are doing lots of things by reaching out in communities I feel like yeah. here we have a bit of a kind of yoga community and that when you're in yoga classes and you're teaching mindfulness and stuff like that you know I think there are just different communities mm -hmm. and I think I think you're right there is a need for it and that people are yearning for it and that people you know humanity needs communities we need connection and when we're not getting that connection and um, that's when we really suffer and when society is the way it is just now, I think that's as a result of being disconnected. But actually, I think because people so sorely feel it, then they actually are beginning to move towards more things where there is connection, there is community. Um, oh, I'd agree with you. I mean, yeah. there, there is a movement back. And yeah. There were some great community projects. And, um, you know, maybe it was part of David Cameron's legacy. I choose those words carefully um, or advisedly because he did have he did communicate the idea of the big community and the need for society to have you know time banks and community projects and get involved you know open your front door and just get out there and get involved and and, and you're right I mean, you know I do make these sort of generalistic statements mm -hmm. but um, if if we just look at that whole at that whole um, you know, you go walk into a pub and how many people are looking at their phones and not actually know, talking to yeah. each other? People that yeah, are taking yeah. photographs of them smiling. And, you know, there there is a... Taking a, photographs a, of their food. <laughs> you know, a tsunami yeah. of self-interest yeah. and self-promotion. Yeah. But ironically, I think that comes from this innate need for connection. And I think with technology, it just... It, it's not it's not going to give you that connection because there's no connection quite the same as sitting in a room with people yeah. talking sharing things yeah. about yourself sharing quiche yeah. sharing quiche coffee leftover quiche it wasn't it wasn't leftover was it, was it? <laughs> shocking Sorry, another in joke. I apologise. <laughs> Vary made us some lovely food, yes. and I took too long to eat it. So I ate it. So by the time I got to it, it was love. It was actually really, really lovely. But let's get back to brief. So yes. So the thing that I, because um, Gary asked us, what do we do about this? Um, the practical tools and techniques, mm -hmm. and so. As I keep saying, I'm not I'm not a completed article by any stretch of the imagination. And so what's really helpful for me now is when I notice that somebody's triggering me, when I notice that I'm getting irritated, annoyed, uh, fed up, I ask myself the question, what's the story I'm telling myself? Mm -hmm. And I choose those words really carefully yeah. because nothing is. Let's get all existentialist about this. You mean nothing? Nothing is? Nothing is. Well, that's very biggest. <laughs> so, so, if somebody's behaving in a certain way, they are behaving in a certain way. The meaning of how they're behaving is, I create it. 
Yes, I agree. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. nothing is. So I, mm. so I may observe somebody and say, I think they're being selfish, mm. and you may say, I think they're being, um, I think they're protecting themselves. Yeah. I and you might say, I think they're hurting, and I think they're, they're in pain. Yeah. So nothing is, you know, and and none of none of none of our responses, reactions, observations are necessarily accurate. Yeah. And the only way we would ever know would be to ask the person. So so for me I ask myself, you know, so what what story am I telling myself? And often it's about me. It's not about them. Yeah. So the story in, in these situations tends to be, you know, they have done something, they've upset me, they've negated me, they've disrespected me. Poor me, I'm now angry, I'm now upset, I'm now sad, mm-hmm. um, and I'm right and they're wrong. Yeah. And, I, and I'm miserable, and yeah. they don't, and, and actually most of the time, they don't even fucking know what's going on. Well, yeah. And if it's a guy, they don't even know anything's happening. <laughs> what, is, what is this? It's, it's true, but what is this? Yes. But I, w- I would say now, and maybe I, I'm saying now, but probably in the past as well, maybe just my nature, but I think what I tend to do is, especially now, really blame myself. If, if I react in yeah. a situation, yeah. even if the other person is wrong, I'm just really mad that I allowed myself to react in anger. Like, the, you know, through the week, I kind of shouted at my sister. And actually, if I had put it across in a nice, calm way, it, it would all have been fine. And actually, she was very mature about it and made the right decision and said... Let's let right, this is too stressful. Why don't we just do this? And that's mm-hmm. fine. And we did that. But I felt terrible about it because I lost. I kind of shouted a bit, and I just don't do that anymore. So I kind of beat myself up. But at the same time, I recognised almost instantly that I'd done it. Yeah. And then, you know, sat in the car for maybe a few minutes, and then said, "I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have." I shouldn't yeah, so you've been able to deal voice. with it very quickly. Yes, and yeah. I'd say the quicker you, you deal with it, the better. And actually, it's self-awareness, I think. Mm. And when you have that, you've developed that. And I would say the way you develop that is uh, by self-inquiry, which is what Drive Through Success is all about, mm. um, and then practising. So when you have that awareness of yourself and what you your actions, the implications, the consequences of your actions, which when you really drill right down to it, are quite kind of far-reaching because your your life, your existence is completely coloured by your thoughts, your words, how you put your energy out. And, and, and as Jenny says, irrespective of the story you tell yourself, other people have a different story. And that's another thing that I constantly yeah. tell myself right now. In, in somebody's story, in various people's story, I am the bad person. <laughs> and you absolutely have to be willing to accept that. Mm. In some people's story, you're the villain. And you need to go, that's their story. Absolutely. It's not my responsibility. It's not my. It's not actually any of my business, their yeah. story. My business is, is my behaviour, my thoughts. Mm. And, and when you really, really yes. get to know that, and you start practicing that and behaving in a way that comes from that, then it does become easier to, to actually say, as soon as you've lost your temper, I'm sorry. Yeah. I lost my temper there. I shouldn't have done that. And actually I said to my sister, you were very mature about that there and you made you, you made the right decision. Thank you. Nice That's very, it's very powerful. Can I just say that 
after all these podcasts, I, I have to go home and sleep for about five hours. <laughs> that it, honestly, this stuff <laughs> just knocks me for six. That's, I mean, that, 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 that story is quite, that's quite powerful. And it's just a small, small thing. But your life is just a series of small things. Mm. And it's all of these little things. And, mm. you know, I could have fallen out with my sister with that. Mm. But, you know. I, I also think about... Um, so I, I think about our behaviour as being, a, a, a sort of think of, um, oh, I don't know if this happens on dab radios for the modern people, but... If, what's if a dab people, radio? What's a dab radio? <laughs> Seriously? Is that a digital? Yeah. All oh, right, okay. I saw, like, not... Okay, so, so, but what... The, Most people say DAB, by the DAB. way, this <laughs> For anybody that's out there that's wondering what a dab radio is, it's a DAB. Is it a DAB? A DAB radio. So it's not like the internet? No, DAB radio. <laughs> oh, my kids hate me when I try to talk about modern technology. Um, the reason I made reference to that is because nothing to do with that. I think about these really old-fashioned radios that had the, the, you know, the 12 lines mm. and then you would tune in on the dial. Yeah. And I think that a lot of what we're talking about here is the ability to know where you're at on each of your behavioural lines. Mm -hmm. So if you have one line which is calm, if you have another line which is tolerant, if you have another line which is forgiving, if you have another, you know, all these radio lines of, of behaviours, compassion, that are really helpful to living a, a balanced life. Mm. And then if you think about your your radio dial on each of those and, and literally finding balance. So so knowing what being in the middle on each of those spectrums feels like and then recognising that actually things go wrong when you either turn the volume up too much on one of them, so you're out, you're out of sync and out of tune, or indeed turn it down. So so there are times when I turn the volume down on... on so let's get this right. So So maybe I turn the volume up on tolerance. So I'm really, really tolerant. And then I start to feel like a doormat mm -hmm. because I'm being really tolerant and then other people think they can do what they want. So then I start telling myself this story that I'm being used. But Jenny, <laughs> other people can do what they want. Yes, <laughs> they can do. But I, I kind of mean to me no, in, in a way that negates me. Um, so then I, but, but then if I recognise that actually it's my actions... Yeah. It's 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 where it's it's how I've set it up. Good old Doctor Phil statement. <laughs> and I then turn my volume down again. Mm. I'll get rebalanced. Then, then people will respond to that. Mm. So I'm able I'm able to assert my boundary a bit more and say I am really tolerant. You know I don't. I'm really happy for people to come into the house at three o'clock in the morning, but please don't make noise. Mm -hmm. So it's not the coming in at three in the morning is the problem. It's it's the you know cooking breakfast and clanging plates and things waking the house up is the problem mm -hmm. so rather than coming down the stairs like you know like the fishwife and screaming at everyone um there is that thing around well actually we need to have a conversation about understanding why this is causing discomfort mm -hmm. in the house but actually you know it is really hard to do that and to do that in a in a measured Calm way. It is at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Well, yeah, with, but at any time. With a bunch of drunk. Yes. Yes. <laughs> incomers. But I mean, I mean, even and and I suppose it's easier with. Well, I feel it's easier with my sister, but it's it's harder with other people, mm. and it's harder with people where you 
you you have relationships with them, but you maybe wouldn't choose to have relationships mm. with them, but no. you kind of have to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So obviously that is harder. So we're we're not saying any of this is easy. Yeah. It's hard, and that's why you need books to teach well, it, you how to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, absolutely. Well, yeah. I think it's practice. And practice, it's, yeah. It's practice, practice, absolutely. practice, yeah. and 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 practice with really small things. Yeah. Good point. And recognize that people. In my experience, in my experience, there are people who really react badly to feedback of any nature. Yeah, I'd and, say most people. <laughs> and as you and say, I, would have, I would have included me uh-huh. up until only recently. And even still, I'm still being challenged with feedback. Yeah. I'm saying nothing. I'm just hoping my wife's not listening to this podcast. <laughs> well, I'm hoping she is. <laughs> <laughs> As you can, can expect a variety. <laughs> so, so I think, I think that kind of, in terms of this chapter, um, probably gives about as much context and guidance and suggestions yeah. as we're likely to, to to handle. And I think the subheading is the crux of it. It's a question: What uh-huh. do I need to learn? Yeah. So it's pausing and asking yourself that question. Mm-hmm. And I, I think this is one of the ones that you you just knit, knit with. Would I be rather you know? Would I rather be right than happy? Yeah. You just knit them together because in this context, um, you know, I could I could easily evidence maybe why that other person has yeah. negated me for want of a better word. But knowing, I, I think that's where I was going with this. You know, there are many people who don't want the feedback or they don't want you to yes. have the conversation. And I think you do have to kind of just try and get that balance right between, you know, would I rather give the feedback and be right or indeed not and maintain, you know, happiness in inverted commas, whatever that means, mm-hmm. even if that's artificial harmony. But sometimes... Well, peace. Yeah. Sometimes the, rule, the rules dictate artificial harmony rather than war for the sake of war. Mm-hmm. You're right, peace. Yeah. Let's finish with peace. Yeah, sounds good. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for that. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Remember that the podcast will be available on the website and it will be available on iTunes. And there is the opportunity on the website to send us some comments underneath the podcast. But also, if you want to leave some feedback, you can do that on Facebook as well. So please, please do that. Thanks very much. Thanks, ladies. Thank you. Thanks.